This is radio for the internet age. Get ready to rock radio. Well, we're saying hello again at Get Ready to Rock to the guys from FM, Jim and uh, Steve. Hello there. Hi, hi again. how are you doing? 18 months on. It is, yeah. Yes. Lots has happened. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of memories. Exactly. And uh, we caught up with you really shortly after the release of Metropolis in uh, 2010. That was in April. Yeah. There has been so much happening really in the last 18 months, so what would you say are uh, the highlights for you over the last 18 months? Um, it's all been great, I mean, to be honest, I mean, we just done some dates with Journey and Foreigner in Europe, and um, we did Download again this year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's just been a great year, really. We've, we've touched on places that... We apparently had success and that we didn't even know about <laughs> <laughs> you know so it, it's been great we've been across europe and the european tour is a mix of shows with journey and foreigner festivals and and some headline stuff as well mm. um which were all fantastic yeah yeah and as you nice. said we found some places where the band had had success we didn't know about and we even did one or two where the band maybe hadn't had success but we're <laughs> yeah, still good we're still fun. Went down all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it's, it's been fantastic yeah. i mean going to i mean we did a couple of shows in portugal uh, first time around and uh, but having not been there for probably 20 years we sort of went back and did a show there and played a sports hall two and a half thousand people they knew all the stuff and the following out there was just fantastic and you just think these people are so loyal to stay with it for that long and having not played there, done, having done two shows there in the past. And the same with Spain and so we just want to keep going back to these places now, it's, it's exciting, you know. So it's, it's opened up whole new areas oh, for you really. Yeah. God yeah, yeah it's um, you know as I say across doing Europe again was brilliant, great experience. Mm -hmm. So what's about download, you played twice in the last uh, 18 months really yeah um, the first time what are your memories of that then because that must have been quite interesting getting back on a massive stage in front oh. of a massive crowd oh it's brilliant I mean for me it's, I, was, I was saying to you before before we sort of came in it's a bit like you never lose that buzz when you walk out there and you look at how vast it is you know and that's why it's so great being back it's to have the chance to do it all again is just fantastic for me. I mean, obviously, Jim's done big festivals anyway before he joined FM, but to do it, it's just a great feeling, isn't it? When Absolutely. you walk out there, you know. I think for the first time as well, we we stood in for Rat, who who pulled out. So we did it. We did the festival on the Sunday, and we only got the call on the Wednesday before. So just to get it such short notice, not being prepared really. Yeah. yeah. And. It kind of sounds unbelievable, but, but for somebody to, to call and say, can you come and do download in three days' time or whatever, it, it appears to be a no-brainer, of course you'd do it, but actually the, to get the wheels in motion yeah. for this band or for any band is a serious thing, and, and actually they'd had... We weren't the first band they'd asked. They no. couldn't get anybody to do it, because obviously if you're an American band, you can't get your crew and everybody together to fly to the UK in such a short space of time. But even for us, we had very little preparation. It, everything just stopped down to London rehearsals. Yeah. Off Trying to, to get a road crew together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such short yeah, notice. And then off to the gig. and 
you got half an hour to prove yourself in front of an audience that probably largely doesn't know you, really. Yeah, yeah. But it was... It was great. I mean... Probably one of the most memorable things I've ever done, really. Yeah. Especially because Rat... We're not very similar to Rat. (laughs) So, obviously, there were a few Rat fans there that had still got together. (laughs) But we went down... We went down great. I mean, it was like... It's, it's funny because I say this a lot in, in interviews but it's still a surprise to come back and do it and get the responses that we're getting because we did have a long break you know and you, you forget how loyal people that are into music actually are you know and they're just waiting for the next thing all the time and you know it's another another lease of life for them sort of second time around so it's brilliant and you still see I still recognise people from first time round it's amazing even though they've got an older obviously I haven't you know what I mean it's, it's brilliant to see people you know coming back round second time around and they've now got kids and they were kids when they came to see us first time round it's, it's brilliant you know it's just a great boss that's an interesting point actually have you noticed in the audience you mentioned obviously you, you recognise people which is fantastic really mm. Uh, not least for them, I suppose. It's yeah. You know, well, do, do you know, let, do you let on that you've recognised? Oh yeah, yeah. We do, we do, an, <laughs> we do an awful lot of these meet and greet yeah, things up yeah. the gigs where you meet the fans, and because it's good fun, you know. And they come up and they they sort of tell you how you've changed. It's a real touching thing when somebody came up and said we played closer to heaven as we walked down the aisle, or you touched our lives. And this is my nine-year-old son, and he's an FM fan, and he put and it's great because it's a, the next generation. Of, of people that are coming to see you, if we keep, if we can keep it going, you know, it's fantastic to have sort of new fans, you know, and we get families. It's a, it's a family orientated. Band, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> well, it's a, that's interesting. So, would you say then that um, there's the generational thing, but there's also what about the proportion of genuinely new fans? Can you put a sort of a, a finger on that at all? Because it's you must be aware that there is more interest now. Well, rock music's got a new lease of life. People are realising that it's an exciting genre of music to go and see live. If, if anything, it's the genre of music to go and see live. It's exciting, it's got energy. And I think, um, especially at some of the, the dates you, you do in Europe, there's quite a few kind of teen, <coughs> maybe Absolutely. early 20s, mid-20s people. You know? There is at all of the gigs, but uh, yeah, Europe, yeah, Spain and Portugal. Yeah, A huge you know. percentage of a sort of... You know, under thirties, really. And I mean, you get people like I mean, I remember when we did the Firefest, and <laughs> the classic thing was I was standing with Danny Vaughan, and this beautiful girl walked up to me, and she came up, and Danny's got his, you know, I'm standing there, and oh, this was the first gig we did on the comeback thing, you know, when we did the headline the Firefest, and he'd been on with Ty Keto before us, and standing there chatting to Danny. This girl comes up, this lovely girl, and she came and she said, can I have my photograph taken with you? So me, me and me, I thought she meant Danny. You know, the young, I walked to one side and she said, no, no, you, Steve. She said, I grew up with you. She's about 21 or two. She said, my dad played your music to me as I grew up. I grew up with that girl, Frozen Heart. And it's, be- it's brilliant when you hear that. You know, so there is somebody's daughter that, that basically when she was a kid, she just heard, had this music ran down her throat. And I think the music that you grow up with as a child stays with you, largely. Get ready to rock. Now, what about over the last 18 months then? It's, it's been gradually building success from, you know, everything that you've told me and everything I've gathered myself. 
Has there anyth anything that you would have done differently in the last 18 months? Perhaps something that didn't work quite so well for the band? To be honest, I think we're we're constantly shocked at how well things are working mm. at the moment. Um, yeah, it's a difficult it, question. It's a that difficult really difficult question. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, because it has done so much more than we ever yeah, anticipated. We, I think when we got back together, I mean, it was really going to be David. We're going to go out and do just the gigs we want to do. We thought we'd maybe go out, and when people asked us to play a show, we'd go and do that show. Now we have major management major agencies everything's gone back if not beyond the level that we were first time around so everything has now got a total new lease of life we're just doing a new publishing deal it's just fantastic isn't it it's just mm. you know so i can't think of anything which is credit to the management as well as the band yeah. that we probably would have done differently i think we i can't fault anything that anything that anybody said will you come and do this and we've gone and done it. I can't think that we was, made that any was a money. waste of time. We haven't made any money. No, that was one thing no. we've done wrong. We're still not We're rich. We could do with it. <laughs> Yeah. A couple more zeros yeah, on everything, yeah, but apart yeah, from time. that, we're, we're pretty happy. Yeah, no, yeah. no, seriously. I think this is going to build up further now from what you're telling me in the next 12 mm. months. So, hopefully, 18 months on, we'll be sitting together. And, uh, I hope so. Well, yes. we'd like to think there's a, a few more years in it and, and it'll build over the next couple of years, yeah, really. Without a doubt, yes. without a doubt, you know. Now, this year marks the, the coming year anyway, marks the 25th anniversary year of the debut album release, Indiscreet. It actually came out in September. 1986. With hindsight now, how do you see that album sitting in your back catalogue? Well, it's it's a funny thing really that because I've got mixed feelings on that album. Although I think it's an album full of great songs, I never liked the sound of the record. I mean, that's a personal thing from my point of view, but you can't dispute the fact that to our FM fans, it is the iconic album. Mm, it started yeah. everything. And the one thing that shocked me when we got back together and we did the first show. It was gonna be one show, and we played Face to Face, That Girl, and I thought to myself, will these songs sound dated when we get back together? Will they be of their time? And they didn't, and they they were, they sounded, when we played them as a band, it was great, and they were fresh, and I didn't think they, they just have their place, if you know what I mean. So it's a great album. It was an album, I think, without a weak song. Which I think is an unusual. That was that was that was obviously yeah. a personal point of view. But we made that the way the way the album was put together. We had a lot more songs, but we picked what we thought every song on that album could be potentially a single. That's how we thought of it, you know. And um, and I think it, it's still a great record. It's and to be as I say, you know, there are other FM records I prefer personally, but to fans, it's the album. It's mm. the one they all. Mm say is their favourite record, I guess, mm. you know. I think, personally, when you revisit that album, I mean, you're dead right, it's an album of, there are some standouts, but it's consistently good. No, that's the thing, um, yeah. I'll take yeah. the point about the production. Mm. Uh, but debut albums, generally, they, they can use up some of your best material. Were you all conscious of that at the time, that you had a load of songs, you, you mentioned that you had some yeah. more that you could have used? Yeah. But was there a, a feeling that perhaps you were using, you know, giving it your best shot really at the time? Well, I think um, every album you make, I mean, the great thing is what, me and my brother, were, we, we wrote a lot of songs, which is why you've got your Dangerouses and your Sound Like It, and none of those made the record, yet they were, we played them live and fans said these are fantastic, but to us, they weren't strong enough to fit in 
the running order of that record or they didn't sit right on that record so to be I mean I know it sounds conceited to a point but we didn't think we'd done our best stuff no because we were a new band and we like with Metropolis we knew we hadn't done our best stuff we mm. knew there was a lot better to come and there will be in the future and that's how we've always looked at things because we're not a band that sit there and get in a room and say right um what songs you got for the new album then and we all sit there and look at each other there's always like can you come round Steve I've got four new ideas can yeah. you come round can we do this? our main problem is is fitting the time into with each other to finish the songs with all the other stuff we do and um, it really is this album will have 25 songs written for yeah, it yeah it will yeah. and we'll pick 12 yeah. and that's how we've always been so it's weird but we, we sort of knew what we wanted to do we did we did indiscreet and this is why the story we were talking about with the, the false start on the second album Tough It Out we had an idea on how we wanted the album to go it had to be tougher which is why it was called Tough It Out it had to be more bluesy and because we didn't capture that straight away we've always been fairly fixed on what we want to do you know and um, so the, the songs you didn't use on Indiscreet none of them went on Tough It Out not one of them have they been used subsequently yeah they, some of them were used on the the, that, the ladder album that we oh, talked yeah, about which yeah. was kind of like a well, others outtake were others were b-sides and <laughs> so, lots of leftover songs so we do like um, picture discs and you'd have three b-sides but I don't track them, I don't know. think well from what you told me I don't think there's anything left over that hasn't come out in no, some now. form I think, I think it's now. all out isn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. get ready to rock radio music you want to hear so what do you think about this trend then of uh, bands revisiting their older albums? I mean, we can give specific examples of Girls' School, they've revisited the early 80s album Hit and Run, re-recorded yeah. it, maybe with a couple of guest vocalists, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Foreigner have done the same with their latest package, Acoustic. Um, they've revisited their classic set list, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you think about this? Could you see FM ever doing it with Indiscreet? Well, I mean, we, obviously, we're, we're going to go out next year and do a tour, which is called the 25 Live, 25th anniversary. So, we've kind of that was really through people asking us to do it mm. and saying, "Look, <coughs> the problem we have with Indiscreet is if we try and drop a song from the album out of the set, it's like, why are you not playing the other side of midnight? Why yeah, yeah. So, because it's the 25th anniversary and it was the iconic album, and it's been from Spain, from Portugal, from everywhere." And because it's kind of been a trend, I mean, our management said, why don't you go and play the whole album, start to finish, and then maybe do the best of the rest of your album. So it's, it's a bit like, it's not going to be a long thing. It's just because it's been asked for. And it will be great to mark, the, because that album launched everything for us. And those songs are still key songs in what we do. You know, so it will just be kind of a tribute to that record and that era of the band. And because we've come back after such a long break, we owe a lot to that album, really. It started everything for us, you know. So we're going to go out and do a few shows and we will play that and also other songs from that era that people keep asking for. Things like Let Love Be The Leader, which we only ever played live once. That was a single, Dangerous, and all the songs that maybe... We get asked for a song called Say It Like It Is a lot, which was a B-side, one of the first B-sides. We may even do that. We may go back and just pick out all these tunes that down the years have kind of various people have written into the website or whatever and asked will we ever play you know and the songs we play off of the other albums maybe won't be the songs we normally play there'll be songs that they've never heard us play live does it feel like love would be a yeah. great one to do we you know keep and just, about just make it a different 
FM package just for that little short thing because we are doing a new album this is not what we're doing next year there'll be a new album as well but everybody said you need to to celebrate in the street so because when the new album you know, comes out we'll do the typical kind of new album tour for four new songs from the new album and your greatest hits and yeah yeah you know so it's it's an opportunity to get a, away from it and but i do think i mean with this thing like the foreigner thing i mean having done the tour with them their whole set is like a greatest hit set anyway so it's to me i think that i standing there and watching a whole festival going mad over cold as ice that means that there's a whole new audience here in Cold as Ice for the first time that will then yeah. go back and look for what album that was on the Foreigner and maybe buy all their records. Because those songs are still like a Beatles song. It, they are fantastic songs in their genre. And I think there's still a lot of people that are yet to discover how great those the songs were that those bands wrote. I mean, look at Don't Stop Believing. I mean, it's journey had sold I mean John Barrett told me when we were on tour with them I forget what he said the greatest hits album was it 13 million copies 13 or something million stu stupid like yeah. that was it 13 yeah. million yeah. yeah some ridiculous figure just because Don't Stop Believing was in Glee and on X Factor and the fact that people then rediscovered that Journey were the band that did it and liked the Journey version the best and, and was it Family Guy or something like that yeah it's been on, yeah, yeah, it's been on loads of stuff hasn't it you know was it Sopranos 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 that, was, Sopranos, it, it? that yeah. was it and so it's been on TV and you know it's fantastic it relaunched re Journey Journey are now an arena band again, all over Europe everywhere which is great you know so you don't you, you can't see yourself actually going into a studio and re-recording in no. the street just no no no, no. never happened. i mean the only the only way i would do that is if so the the, the foreigner album i haven't heard it is it a live record or is it no yeah, we were talking about this when we, uh, before mm. the interview the um yeah the foreigner is basically just a complete re-recording on acoustic instrument no there's a bonus disc available which right. is electric so it's the full band right and i think the f feeling there is this Basically, the fans want to hear, they want to have, a, a, if you like, a CD of the, the current version of the band. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, really. yeah. But I think one of the tricks I've noticed with bands like yourselves who've come back into focus, really, um, you know, in the last couple of years or so, um, they sort of, if you like, they toughen up the, the old repertoire. Oh, have yeah. you been conscious of that, where you've brought something a little bit different yeah. Yeah, to, the, to the mix, if you like, maybe a tougher drum or bass or whatever. Yeah, I think the songs have got a lot more edge to them, don't you? The older yeah, songs, yeah. we, edge yeah. word, we yeah. play them slightly differently. As well, well you know, it's I think I think as you said it before as well, in indiscreet, quite a strange sound to the record, quite a yeah. hollow kind of production production sound, really. And we probably do play them a little bit tougher. Yeah, whilst kind of sticking to the arrangements, but. Uh, we have to really because the new stuff like Wildside is so much heavier than that material yeah. so you've got to make it all tie in so we kind of play those songs probably with a bit more vigour and energy and we, don't, we don't have any, really any interest in revisiting not really stuff. We, we did an acoustic version of That Girl on the City Limits EP which was totally different version though. I it's think if you like did anything we'd, we'd probably want to Re revisit them in that way as well. How you change? I mean, that's what Foreigner have done with the acoustic thing. I assume I haven't heard that yet, but I assume maybe some of the arrangements are a bit different or but whatever. Exactly right. Yeah. I, and I can maybe see that being a valid thing to do. But 
I think for us re-recording the album again doesn't really hold any appeal because we barely get the time to record, to record the new, the new one. one. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're thinking you know, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. Life goes on. It's got to go yeah. forward, you know. Yeah. I mean, although yeah. these songs have their place, it's yeah. as you know, it is to us. This is FM's second album. We don't want to be a, re a revival <laughs> moment, act, really. Yeah. We still no, want to be no. considered to if be. If you a can't do anything fresh, then it's time to. We, we stopped because we thought it was the time to stop. Now we've come back. We just want to keep moving forward, keep new material coming out, and keep it fresh. Really. Yes. Give the yeah. fans new things to listen to. Although you put, they want live stuff. We've done our. We've got some stuff that comes out occasionally, live stuff and. It's always good because that's different, but as far as recorded studio material, I think you want to keep it fresh and new, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah that, that's a fair comment. But going back to what Jim did mention, actually, the hollow-sounding nature of the record. This is indiscreet, of course. Um, I presume that's one of your biggest um, misgivings about the album, the, 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 the actual production quality, <coughs> or the production values, let's yeah, say. Yeah, I think what yeah. it was, David, at that time, there were a lot of bands around, kind of like... Everything was kind of fear like bass, which is what a computer everybody used that at the time. It was all go west, kind you know, go west the band, all those keyboard sounds, all that kind of DX7 Yamaha sounds, all those keyboards. And we, we wanted to try and incorporate those sounds into a rock band. Now, to do that on your own, <laughs> we, we kind of, we probably wanted to keep the live sound of the band but we went a little bit too keyboardy but for me some people love the sound of the album they do but it's just a personal thing we had a lot of producers that i would like to have worked with that we could have worked with on the album that we didn't but at the end of the day you've got to look at what the album's popularity was and it's the fans loved the, the record whether that's the songs or whatever it is that made pulled it through i don't know but it's got to be the quality of the songs, so that never goes away, yeah. you know. So the production, it, production is like a vocal performance or anything else. It's a personal preference, isn't it? You know, yeah. like I love the sound of certain records that other people say, well, the snare drums definitely on that. I hate that, you know. And it's just a personal preference, you know. I think, in honesty, it was produced as, as I think you've sort of hinted at, like many sort of late eighties yeah. albums. Yeah, exactly. That was the exactly, sound. I mean, yeah. especially melodic AOR. Yeah, uh, and and, and all the guitar sounds were quite thin, and mm. it was it wasn't that great big that rock sound then. It was quite ele electro sounding in yeah, a way, lots yeah. of keyboards and things like that. And we captured it to a degree, but you know, um, we had a lot. Of, we listened to a lot of different music at that time, and I just think um, we probably could have done with someone else there just to point us more back into the direction of what the band sounded like in a rehearsal studio live, which was like a rock band, really, yeah. you know. But we wanted that sound and that sound up on that album, so we tried to incorporate all that into the sound of the record. And maybe went a bit too much the other way, you know, and lost the, the edge of the band a little, for my tastes. As I say, other people love it, so it's yes. it's yeah. a personal and preference. The songs yeah, the songs pulled it through, I think. Yes. You know. yeah. Get ready to rock, radio. Now, promotion-wise for the album back in 1980, late 1986, 1987, what sort of things did you do? Promotion? Well, we, we did um, club tours. We went around the UK doing club tours. I mean, we were very fortunate to, before we'd even signed a record deal, how this came about, through, it was through an agency seeing, a, seeing the band, I think, and wanting the band on the agency, we got a tour with Meatloaf in Germany on the Bad Attitude tour. We hadn't even signed a deal. We went out and did these huge arenas with Meatloaf. 
we toured with Tina Turner. We toured with, uh, we did took out from Brian Adams on that in Europe. We did some massive tours. We were very fortunate to do a lot of big support tours, which launched the band really. And then obviously the biggest one being touring with Bon Jovi, the Slippery When Wet tour in the UK, which was just probably one of the memories of my career. Really, that was just because we were with them when they hit it. They they were just a band that had been touring around. They'd done all the supports. They were really kind of feeling their way. They were on the road constantly, and all of a sudden, they were the biggest band in the world. And we were on tour with them when the, the album went to number one all over the world. And they were as shocked as everybody else. They were like a band that had been touring for a long, long time, and all of a sudden, overnight, in a way, there wasn't, but that it seemed like it to most people, they became the biggest band in the world at that time, you know. What so, year would that have been then that you talked about? Crocky, you probably know this better than me, Jim. Wasn't it? <laughs> bon Jovi? Yeah, was that 87? 87. Yeah. 87. Oh, 87. Yeah. 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 And then, um, but, you know, we have a lot to thank them for because every night we'd do the gigs and it was, they were people queuing down the street. And it was like you'd walk on and they were screaming and it was just manic. And so that launched us to a completely new level when we came out after that we toughed out and did tours on our own you know and it just that one tour had put us well up the ladder to an, another level you know so I guess as far as promotion went it was pretty good mm. <laughs> you know yeah. memorable yeah memorable. exactly now yeah. <laughs> we should tell listeners that one of the intriguing things about FM really because you came through that sort of late 80s period and a damn good period in record music yeah it's great you know for record labels particularly and of course you had quite a few different editions and shaped picture discs mm. and mm. you know various 12 inch singles and this sort of thing I yeah. mean from a personal point of view do you do you still have all that stuff? I mean, is that something that you quite enjoy looking back on? And I love it. If, if yeah. I mean, I don't have it anymore because over the years you just you do, don't you? You just you. I mean, I don't think even I bought I've, you I've, the Wildlife yeah, you, album yeah, on did, vinyl, yeah. didn't he I? Buys me, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I had them all, and I, I, it's fantastic. I miss vinyl like you can't believe because I think it's a possession, and I think you know the picture discs. I remember the American Girls one, the Statue of Liberty the shape of such a little and so they're real collectors things mm. and you don't get that anymore a lot of that exactly. charm and that possession thing has gone mm. you know i realize things have to change but it is it is that thing with um you know you do lose that thing of having the sleeve and all the notes and all the inner sleeves that you, know, you get them with cds but it's, albums were a possession weren't they so all that stuff like box sets and albums in tins and things like that and That's stuff right. it, was, it was great you know and, I sense Jim's at something of a collector, really, having spoken with him. You oh, know, he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot <laughs> of <junk>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a collector as well, really? I was, like but music or, all of my yeah. collection now got left in my first house right. with my <laughs> first <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave any guitars? <laughs> no, no, I'm not that daft. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking of limited editions, I was quite intrigued actually. We have. Um, now that's a hairstyle, you see. Yes. <laughs> now, now um, I'm, I'm showing Steve the uh, the box set for "Let Love Be the Leader." You've mentioned this. It was a single. It wasn't on an album. No. And it came out around about 1987, I think it was. That's right. Yeah. But I have to ask you here, actually, because this is a numbered. Have, have you seen this? Jim? I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did sign all of them. Ah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what the question. I knew you were going to ask that, yeah. <laughs> How many did you sign? About no, 3,000. I think this box actually, it's number 8,000 something. Yeah. So, yeah. assuming it might have been 10,000. Yeah, it was a did lot. Did you actually sit and sign? Well, yeah, I mean, that's our yeah. signatures. I can vouch for that. I can write that for you now if you like. Yeah, I could tell it wasn't obviously machine. Uh, they're probably the no, they, machines they were, in those I mean, days, was, you know. What <laughs> the reason for this, to be honest, I mean, we didn't do this on every single, but it was like, um, this was kind of, we had a false start on top of that, as we spoke about earlier. And we just thought it's been a long, long time without any product, the record company we're talking to. So we decided to put a single out and make it something special because it had been a while between the records. And, you know, the fans are patient. They were great, you know, and it was, um, this was the track. So they said, we've got to do something special with this. So they said, how would you feel about signing sort of the, all the 10, copies? They didn't say 10,000. <laughs> You know, they just said all the copies, and we're like thinking, will it be a limited run and all that? And it took days. It was like you'd have to do it and have a rest because your arm would be dropping off, you know. And but it's it worked. I mean, it sort of it did well. This it got quite a lot of radio play this oh, round. Well, and, yeah. and in Portugal, it's a cult song, isn't it? We it's didn't. A hit. So yes. we found out this year. We didn't think it was that great at the time when we were sitting there on <laughs> eight thousand nine hundred, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what the coffee is on yours. That was when we'd been we were at two in the morning like this. You've got the original coffee stain on yours. <laughs> Get ready to rock. So Jim, tell me, you've you've, you've let the, the 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 cat out now, haven't you? About collecting stuff. So I think I asked you last time that you first got into FM as a mere stripling. And, yeah. Um, one of the first records perhaps you bought really yeah in yeah, it was back in 86 yeah i didn't actually get it in 86 it was a bit later than that there was um there used to be a, a record shop in the, like a collector's record shop really in, in the town here and um one of the guys who worked there had worked for fm as part of the crew andy yeah. paul and he just used to bang on about the band all the time i hadn't heard of the band and uh sort of advised me to buy this particular record and didn't let me leave the shop without taking it with me and I used to spend most of the time laughing at the hairstyles on the back of it yeah most it? people did but it, yeah no uh, <laughs> but no I did I did play it and I did know the record you know yeah. a lot a long long time ago and I so, knew the band so yeah. since then have you built up a collection of your own of stuff yeah he's got more than me yeah I have got more <laughs> yeah. than you actually yeah I don't need to learn the material exactly well, yeah. yeah exactly yeah I mean um I've got that. In fact, I downloaded it off iTunes the other day because I thought if we've got to learn it for the gigs, I better pop there's round no, then. There's only the only. Dig <laughs> yeah. It was on it. It was on a Love Songs <laughs> compilation or something, and that's the only digital copy available, um, which you can get on iTunes. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I think I did send it to you. Didn't yeah, you I? did. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I have actually. I got the tin that every. What's that Every song time called? I'll think that's of the you. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got Every one. breath you take. Yeah, yeah that's that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, fantastic. You perhaps underrate that, but to hear the current guitar player with, or mm. one of the current guitar players with FM, you know, you're obviously, you've been enthusiastic about the music in the past, and there's still that ripple of enthusiasm yeah. about what they've done, really. And I think But the, the crazy thing fantastic. as well is, and, and maybe you don't understand this, I think, mate, if you if you don't play in a band or whatever is that sometimes people will come up to me and say I saw you at such and such a gig and you did this and you did that and I, and I think did I did I 
Whereas I probably know more about Jimi Hendrix's career than I do my own, and therefore I probably know more about Steve's career than Definitely he does. More than I do. You, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. because what you do yourself is part of your everyday things. life, and so I'll buy all this stuff and I'll remind the guys of, of stuff they've done or songs, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and and they don't remember. I said to you, I said, oh. When the when the current FM website was that up and running, I said, video, "I said, yeah. have they got the video? All the videos on here?" And he said, "How are they?" I said, "Yeah, oh yeah, the video to oh, all or nothing. I've not seen that one yet." He said, "Well, yeah, because we didn't do a video to it." I said, "Well, it's on here." And he said, "I'll tell you now, we did not do a video to all or nothing." And I said, "Well, there's one here." He said, "Well, put it on then." And it came on, and he's singing it. He said. That's well, not, that can't be me. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he got no recollection of doing it. So it's weird. it is weird. You do so many things when when you get to a point where it's just constant work. When you get to a certain level, you forget what you've done. You do a lot of the stuff you do. You remember the things like going on tour with Bon Jovi, but if you were doing, we did, we've done a lot of videos, so you you do forget. It's a bit like. But I remember somebody saying to me, "Yeah, that video for Heard It Through the Grapevine." We did two. Yeah, yeah. And they run about the, a different one to me, and they're explaining it to me, and I only remember the second one. And I'm like, I wasn't in that. I've, I've never made a video like that, but I had. Mm. And the, you know, and it's like, you just do so much stuff, you know, when you get to a certain level, and you forget certain things you've done. So Jim's been good, really, hasn't he? Because he's reminded you of a lot of. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, well, yeah, what I've done, yeah, and where I've been, yeah, you know. <laughs> now, just going back to you, Jim. Um, when we spoke 18 months ago, it was really early days as far as, you know, the, the current formation of the band. Although you'd played Firefest about six months previously. Yeah, yeah. Um, for you personally, how has the last 12 months or so gone? What have been the highlights, the personal highlights for you? Because it's, it's quite an undertaking. I would have thought that quite awesome, really, especially the likes of Download. It's quite, even for a, a seasoned, yeah. you know, um, musician, who's yeah. perhaps even played Download yeah. before. What yeah, was going through your um, head? And it's very strange, I suppose, walking into a, an, an established lineup and where your audience has known the band for such a long time, because, as, as we've sort of said a couple of times to you tonight, to us, it's almost as though Metropolis was the first album and this is a new band really, but it obviously has this moniker of FM, Tag 2, which has such a, a big history. So I, I'm very aware that in other people's eyes, I'm the, the new boy and the new kid on the block and, and, and maybe to a lot of people it's, it's not what the band was 20 years ago or, or whatever. So I, I think, I may have said this to you, to you before, I, I think for me, when we're doing the new songs and we're making new records, I'm, I want to put my own stamp on things, but I'm, I'm very aware that it still has to fit into a particular mould. Of which, certainly, I think with the the earlier stuff we, you know, that Chris Overland played on, it probably suits my playing more so than, than Andy's did for that earlier stuff. Um, not to knock Andy's playing or anything. So it, it's it's a strange thing, really, and and to us, we're all very very equal within the band I don't yeah. know whether it's there's perceived no, like no that no for, new boy stuff really it is. maybe isn't perceived like that to the outside I don't know really I, don't I think am very aware true. of it and probably yeah. for quite a long time was was very nervous about it I don't feel nervous now about it or anything and I, I feel very comfortable but it is quite an undertaking to do that yeah. and go on because you you know you've got to prove yourself because if you don't fit into the 
the slot, then you're going to get a lot of shit off people. Well, really, that's no, one of the a... great one of the great things <clears throat> and that we've actually experienced over the last 18 months. Really, is Jim's right. It's a tough thing to do. We had two guitar players that were with the band for a long time. To come in and being the lead guitar player is you, you're the you're a focal point. You're After the singer, that's where you yeah. are. Aren't you, you know, yeah. and it's like um, you know. The great thing is, is that everybody says it's the best the band's been since the early days, which is a great compliment. You know, because this, you know, when you're 20, you leap around like an idiot on stage. You've got loads of energy to come back and be told that now that the band's better than it was when it first formed is fantastic. And the way the fans have taken the gym has just been brilliant. You know, and I think the high points are the same for all of us it's just the fact that we keep getting offered this fantastic stuff that we never expected because it was just going to be let's just do a few things and do what we want make an album when we feel like it but now that's all gone yeah completely yeah. to another level which we never expected we never so, uh, as we keep you know, saying we never ever thought we'd do download once let alone twice no and to, to keep getting this stuff like come to the states we, we look hopefully we're going to go out to the states next year gig office from around the world that we never really thought about and and headline shows in countries we never thought we could headline in because mm, we didn't think absolutely. there'd be an audience there and we turn up and it's like where did these people come from you yeah. know, and <laughs> it's still surprising to us we're still finding things out about our band that we never knew had happened you turn yeah, up in yeah. a country that we went to twice and thought well we did all right there but you can't really remember because you went did a lot of shows and you'll turn up and it's just amazing. You've got the same kind of fanaticism in the fans in Spain that you have when you play the UK. Mm. Yet we never really touched on it, yet we toured the UK many times. And so we're still finding things out about ourselves, which is still, which makes it exciting. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. great. Playlisted by mad professors, not monkeys. This is Get Ready to Rock Radio. Just looking ahead now to the next 12 months, um, you've already mentioned some of those things like the tour... Uh, celebrating indiscreet. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit more about the new album. Uh, what stage are you at with that? Um, we've done 13 tracks. We're now on the, the latter stages of mixing the last batch of songs. Yeah. Um, we already know um, that we, we've got two or three more sessions in the studio yet because there, there are at least another eight tracks maybe yeah. to be recorded. We always do this, though, because we will like we did it with Metropolis. Even we we like to have that choice because it's not just yeah, that's thirteen good songs because there might be five more that you haven't demoed that might blow those away. So every album has to be your best album, and if you've got the songs, you never know that until you've recorded them all, and you never know what the best twelve that fit together to make the best album are unless you record them all. So we'll record another probably eight tunes and then yeah, yeah. we'll know where we're at so the new album's well on its way we're really really excited about it we think it's great you know so is it a step forward from Metropolis then do you we, think? we all think so and the yeah. people that worked on Metropolis with us are working with us on this and believe you me they're not um crawlers they don't go oh you're great if they think we're crap they tell us don't they you know <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but you know now it's like um, they think something's not right Chris is like one of the team who say, no, 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 that's not, yeah, that, yeah. it's not, you know, but the whole thing is the people that have worked with us, I mean, numerous times have said, you know, this just blows the last record out of the water. So we hope that 
the fans and the people when it gets actually does come out we hope they agree you know because they're the important ones so it's what we think is irrelevant really <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know is there going to be a curveball on this album because i think wild side was the curveball wasn't yeah it? metropolis and it really went down it's, it's brilliant live yeah. i would say there's there'll be yeah there will be i mean i would say there are there's a there's, there's a couple of tracks that, that are very very much in that vein it's a slightly harder album definitely there's much more of a thread through this album wouldn't you say, Jim? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a couple of tracks that are maybe very different to anything that's been done yeah, by the band before. Yeah. I think so. Which is the great thing. I mean, we talked about this earlier again. You know, and it's it's kind of like now we can say let's just try doing a song like that without having to worry about a major label saying to us, "Oh no, 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 you you know you can't do that," because we can. We can do what we want. If we think it's not right when we've done it, mm. then it won't make the record. But the great thing is we try everything we just try things and certain tracks that you don't think i mean merv had a certain song i went around there and said no 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 he got this idea on how it should go i said i got this vision on this song and i think it should remember the song in question mm. i said it should be like this and merv's like you need help steve don't you you've lost your mind haven't you and we did it and we saw the song through and it's slightly different from what we've done but it's it's come out great yeah absolutely you know and it's um so that's the thing we can try anything we want to try there's nobody saying you can't do that and you can't do this you know it's it's great to have that control and what happens to the half dozen or so tracks that you don't use well they'll all get used they'll get used somewhere because we'll do eps yeah yeah, and and we don't you know if we do downloads and stuff like that it won't be because they're not good enough songs to make the record it'll be because they don't fit together right with the other tunes or whatever or they haven't they may have their place on another record we don't know if they're not good enough they just won't get recorded will they no we we don't get to the stage where we write a whole song and go no it's a useless song it doesn't get past the second bridge or chorus it's like if a song's rubbish it's like it's not very good there is it so it's in the bin and it's mm. gone and we we can say that to each other yeah, an yeah. idea is not right people are not that precious in fm we have a good time doing what we do and we've known each other a long time me and jim have known each other for a long time before he joined fm yeah so yeah. it's not like he's a newcomer to me he was a mate of mine before he joined the band so you know we can say what we like to each other so we get the best results because of that it's bands that have that are insular and can't speak to each other that basically one guy says I think it should be like this and that's where you get your problems I mean FM didn't split up the first time around because we didn't like each other it's purely we'd run the course we'd been together a long time and it was time to stop and we stayed friends and we've always been friends and that's probably why we can come back and do this again really you know so what's about the the time scale now for the album You, you mentioned I think that the tour next year will be around march march time yeah that's um, the, the that's, the indiscreet, that's the indiscreet one yeah. yeah the album hopefully by then will be finished because we have to stop at some point we can't go on recording songs forever so the album the new album will be in the in the bag then hopefully mixed so it'll just be the scheduling of the record and when we think the right time to get the the tour to support that is together as i say the indiscreet thing is just something to celebrate the album that, that launched the whole thing for us yes yeah, so the 25th anniversary people have asked us to do it and it'll be quite nice to go back and play so i mean there are two songs on the album we never played live mm. let love be the lead i'm sorry um love lies dying being one of them and so it'd be great to go back and do songs that we never played live so that that'll be great we can give them a new sort of 
slant to the tunes that were never played live at all. So it will be something different and it'll be exciting for us as well. You know, so well. Best of luck with that, Steve, and to, to you, yeah. Jim. It's been great, really great catching up with you again. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time, but actually, that you know, it's the cliche, isn't it? The time goes quickly. You've done an <laughs> awful it? lot yeah. in that time, and I'm sure <laughs> if and when we meet up in the future again, maybe after 12 months or so, be great, a hell yeah. of a lot is going to happen to FM. So best of luck with that. And thank you very much. Looking forward to the next album as well. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. Thanks very much. And our thanks to Jim Kirkpatrick and Steve Overland from FM. They were talking in October 2011. And just to mention, the band are celebrating that 25th anniversary of the album Indiscreet with UK dates Thursday the 8th of March in Glasgow at the Cat House. On Friday the 9th, they're in Manchester at the Academy and in London on Saturday the 10th of March at Shepherd's Bush Empire. They also play the Great British Rock and Blues Festival, Skegness, Lincolnshire, at the end of January 2012. This has been David Randall for Get Ready to Rock Radio. Thank you for listening. Get Ready to Rock Radio.